0: Who's choosing to live in love today? Oh, okay. <laughs> thinking, wait, am I here in unity? why we come together, right? To learn how to live in love with one another. I was just talking with somebody this week and saying, you know, uh, if all we did for our entire life was learn how to love one another, that would be enough work, right? We want to complicate it. That's enough work, so... I'm glad you're all here to join me in loving today. We practice this over and over again. And so we have a spiritual practice each week. And last week, our spiritual practice had to do with expanding our circle of community through intimacy. And so this is what the practice was. Become aware of how you show up in relationship with others. Are you expressing friendliness, warmth, understanding? Are you compassionate and kind? You can practice this with the checkout person at the grocery store, with your friends, your spouse, your USC community members. Give it a try. So how many of you gave that a try this last week and practice the art of intimacy? Super. All right, so you know what's coming next. I know that somebody somewhere had a great aha, a new understanding that came a new recognition of what it meant to love, to show up in that place of intimacy. So anybody want to share whatever your aha was in that practice? Aha. So I'm going to affirm, as Susan did, first service, it only takes one, and then everybody else begins to raise their hand. And we must have had five or six sharings last service. So thank you, Michelle.
1: You're, you're welcome. Um, <clears throat> so most of you know me and know that I'm not shy. Um, And I am pretty open to talking to all kinds of people, but I um, had a a special experience this week. I found myself singing in the convenience store and um, other people started singing with me and it was so much fun Um, so we got to know each other just a little bit more deeply just because we all just broke out into song and then they were like thank you for singing and um, I just thought that was so much fun Uh, I did it again the next day and um, it almost happened again somebody did like the you know they were humming it instead of singing it but uh, it it was still kind of fun um i highly i highly recommend it Fun. for in a, uh, a new way of uh, experiencing people Super. what
0: was the song right we're all one. oh to know um what was the, song. the
1: first day was the first day it was a Beatles song um and there's like a 500 of those so i can't remember which one it is um, um but the second one was uh led zeppelin <laughs> <laughs> it was on the radio all so right. i didn't have a choice
0: Michelle's own individual flash mob. I love it. I
2: love
0: it. Anybody else? Anybody else want to share? All right, Barry.
3: Uh, The private golf club where I belong has had a hard time recently keeping and retaining a good chef. So we had a new chef come on board uh, just a couple weeks ago. And He's fabulous. Great food, homemade soups are just out of this world. So I thought, I really got to pump this guy up because we want to keep him around. So I uh, took him aside and just told him how much I appreciated the quality of his food and his service and uh, um, how happy I was that he had uh, come to join us as our chef. And this guy just was smiling from ear to ear, and he just... Uh, really, really doing a great job and just um, really opening up and interacting with uh, with all of us. And uh, so hopefully my little pep talk to him uh, made a little bit of a difference, and uh, we'll have a good chef for the future.
2: Super, Barry. Thank you. What do you have?
0: Yeah, Bonnie. Yeah, I told you. It starts with One. And then everybody gets courage. So sometimes when people share and do wonderful things for you from their hearts, you have to be willing to be receivers of that. And it's not always easy, especially when the things are so wonderful that we're done. So uh, that was very, very clear to me this week, that I have to be willing to receive what other people are sharing sometimes. Super. Thank you, Bonnie. All right. One more from Sandy. We share these, you know, I started this at the end of April because I think it helps to hear how other people are taking these practices and really living them in their lives. Simple things like singing in the convenience store and telling the person that you're loving what they're doing and even ourselves, you know, to recognize the truth. So, Sandy, what's your story? Uh, For me, I usually follow that spiritual principle all the time every day. But this week I had a few days where I was not feeling it. And it would surprise me of what I attracted. Because usually in a store, I'm the one dancing with people, or always smiling, and I wasn't. And what it was interesting to me is what I attracted. Because I didn't have the joy and the love of smiling at every person I ran into at the store. And I kept attracting more negativity. Mm. And I was like, look at that. Yeah, look at that. I want to change okay. the world? Change how you show up in the world. Thank you, me. Alright, so that was last week, The Art of Intimacy. Today we are moving on and expanding our circle of community by talking about The Art of Sharing. I know some of you who pay attention might see that in the bulletin it says The Art of Listening. That was my mistake. I wasn't listening well. And that's next week. And I panicked briefly this morning when I realized what it said and then realized everything else was okay, just not the title. So, uh, so today is The Art of Sharing. And uh, one of the things that I've done... Is gotten in touch with some of the people who have participated in our fall program in the past and asked them if they would share a few words about that and so Laverne has, we're going to start with a little video from Smitty Howler on the art of sharing.
4: I've been asked to talk about the art of sharing which is somewhat difficult for me because my personality is one of introversion. The only way I can share something with somebody as if I am given permission to share an idea or a thought that has been given to me. I just cannot talk about things. I'm known by my wife to be very unsharing in information because of my personality and there's really nothing I can do about it uh, until I've established a level of, of trust with the individual that I'm sharing things with. My wife is an extrovert, and so it's very easy for her to share things with people. So sharing is is something that is built into your DNA. It's built into your personality, and you either can or you cannot do it easily.
0: You know what I love about that little video? Is that Smitty is talking about how challenging it is for him to share, and yet... He's sharing. Right? Don't you love that? He overcame his uncomfortableness and decided to do it anyway. So how many of you could um, resonate with what Smitty was talking about there? Do I see some hands, other introverts that go, oh, yeah, that's me. (laughs) I had a table in fellowship. Because I'm an introvert, I've shared that before, and I had a table in fellowship tell me today, oh, no way, no way. We would never believe you're an introvert, Reverend Joanne. But many of us are. And it can be very challenging. But not everybody raised their hands, right? Like that's not everybody's challenge. So I've got a question for some questions for you. And what I'd like to do is if your answer is yes to any of the questions, to stand up. And once you're standing up, to just stay standing for me. Okay? So once you're standing, don't sit down. So have you ever been the first one to tell someone you love them? Have you ever been the one to break up with someone? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, we got to work on Diane. Diane, have you ever <laughs> <laughs> No. It's a... Uh, It's okay, but have you ever been the last one standing when everyone around you is standing and you're like, what what is it with me, you know, right? Yay, yay. There were a bunch more. Oh, Phil's still standing back there. Uh So he wasn't. He didn't stand for that one. Oh, and I'm pointing out, oh, Linda's standing. Okay, so let me try a few more. Have you ever um, called a friend at a time when they're really going through challenging things and you don't know what you're going to say? But you call them anyway? Okay, that got Linda up.
2: Phil's still sitting.
0: Have you ever had to have a challenging conversation with someone about any topic whatsoever and you took a deep breath and you had it even though you didn't want to have it? All right, Phil. All right, Phil. You can all sit down because I oh John's still sitting too, but John, have we reached anything that you haven't done before either? No. All right, you can all sit down. We got Phil and John here who didn't stand up. I shared that exercise because what I wanted to be clear with everybody is that we have all experienced times just like Smitty where we have felt uncomfortable doing something and we decided to do it anyway. We decided to share it anyways. We put ourselves out there anyways. And I know that even though Phil and John didn't stand, there is some place in your life where that is also true for you because I don't know how you can live without having had these opportunities and being uncomfortable in them, right? So today we're talking about the art of sharing. So I want to start with a little bit from a book I shared last week. It's called The Bond. It was written by Lynn McHaggart. It's filled with all kinds of scientific research about how all of us are designed to connect. We are designed for relationship. This is the truth of who we are. It's built into us. And so in her chapter on giving, born to give, this is what Lynn says. One of the fundamental demonstrations of our natural instinct to bond with each other is the will to give. Rather than domination, our most basic urge is to reach out to another human being, even at the cost to ourselves. Giving to others the urge to empathize, to be compassionate, to help others altruistically, is not the exception to the rule our natural state of being. Our impulse to connect with each other has developed an automatic desire to do for others, even at personal cost. Altruism comes naturally to us. It is selfishness that is culturally conditioned and a sign of pathology. We are designed to show up and to be there for one another and to share ourselves. But, of course, sharing ourselves does come with a cost at times. And so we have today a, a prolific writer, prolific speaker, who speaks about this subject, Brene Brown, and she talks about the idea of vulnerability. So I also wanted to share with you what Brene... Part of the reason why I'm sharing this is on Unity's Facebook page this week. Anybody who's a part of that It said, there can be no intimacy, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, physical intimacy, without vulnerability. One of the reasons there is such an intimacy deficit today is because we don't know how to be vulnerable. It's about being honest with how we feel, about our fears, about what we need. Vulnerability is a glue that holds intimate relationships together what is this vulnerability that Brene is talking about? So from her perspective, vulnerability is defined as uncertainty, risk, emotional exposure. Brene says that vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, creativity. It is the source of hope, accountability, and authenticity. If we want greater clarity in our purpose or deeper or more meaningful spiritual lives, vulnerability is the path. Vulnerability is the core of all emotions and feelings. So the art of sharing is about the willingness to show up and be vulnerable and to be your authentic self. A couple of weeks ago during our um, Wednesday afternoon meditation and, and, and brown bag lunch, we had a discussion on the idea of, what is authenticity? The question was asked, what is authenticity? I always get confused about that. Does that mean that I am supposed to show up and just be the spiritual self that unity tells me I am? Is that authenticity? Or, or is it that I need to be, you know, the best human being that I am, being in my human self? Is that authenticity? What exactly is it to be authentic, to live from that place of authenticity? Does anybody ever have those questions? What does it mean to be authentic? And in that question of, does it mean that I am supposed to be, you know, the spiritual self? Is that what being authentic is? Or does it mean that I'm supposed to be this human being? Is that what authenticity is? What's the answer? I heard it. Both. Yes, I heard. Both. Yes. Yes. It's to be both. Yes. Because what we tend to do is we think that there's this, spiritual side of myself, right? I'm going to put on my spiritual face now. And I'm going to show up as that spiritual self. Or we think, well, here I am in this human self. And I've got to be that now. It's this human self. And we forget that as whole beings, we are both. We are spiritual and human. And that to be authentic means to bring both into every moment. So when you think about that that idea of authenticity I want you to think about for a moment you know what kinds of things in your human self do you feel and do you experience Anybody have an answer Your human self what are the emotions the experiences that come up for you as that human being Fear, thank you, Brian, fear, Kim, embarrassment, overwhelm and judgment, shyness, anxiety, yes, anger, right? We have all of these. How about joy and peace and love, too, right? We have it all. We have all of these feelings. And as authentic beings, we are asked to be able to express all of those feelings, whatever we are, and to show up with whatever the feeling may be. This is what I am. And it requires a great deal of vulnerability to do that. Sometimes in spiritual community, it takes a great deal of vulnerability to show up in our authentic selves. Last service, somebody somebody said anger. And then somebody jokingly went, right? Now, somebody may not be saying that to you, but do you ever have an emotion that comes up and you say it to yourself? Uh Uh-oh. I'm supposed to be spiritual. I shouldn't be feeling those things. I shouldn't be feeling that anger. I shouldn't be feeling that sadness. But when we show up as our authentic self and share from that authentic self that we are, we show up with all of those feelings. And we recognize that those feelings don't define us. That we are feeling that and we are more than that. And so the ability to show up and to share asks us to share authentically who we are. Not to put on the mask that we tend to put up because life is demanded that we only show up a certain way. You know, it makes people really uncomfortable, Janet, when you show up with that sad face, right? Put on that happy face. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. When Peggy's going through a challenge and i got to call her up and say, how can I support you, Peggy, because I don't know what the heck I'm going to say to her. Has anybody ever experienced that? But we are here to grow together, to deepen in our understanding of one another, to allow one another to be real. And it requires that sometimes we feel uncomfortable, just as Smitty did, in sharing his uncomfortableness about sharing, but he did it anyway. I remember when I came here, it's been almost five years, it was over five years ago that that interview process was going on, and, and I still can remember the phone ringing and Lori Grimes calling, and the first words out of Lori Grimes' mouth were, thank you for being so honest, <laughs> which I did that, I laughed, I'm like, well, what else would I be, Right? But it was really clear to me when I came for that interview weekend. How many of you were here for that interview when I came and gave my talk, right? When I came that I really needed to show up and be myself. I needed to be myself. So how many remember how I showed up for that particular service? Yeah, what, what was it? Glasses, right? Well, i got glasses on now, so that's not so unusual. I could have brought them in. They're in my office. I've had these great, big, huge heart glasses on. Right, these huge, and I'm sure there were some of you, or maybe they've gone now, uh, who,
2: <laughs>
0: who were thinking, I wish you'd take those dang glasses off, right? But I did that very purposely. I asked Gary after that weekend, as we were going home, I said, Did I show up as myself? Was I just myself this weekend? And he said to me, Oh yeah. But some of you might recall that what I did was, you know, we had the stage. We've always had the stage, but I, we didn't have these steps. I came down those steps, and I came here to talk with you with those big glasses on. So Gary said to me, you know, I wouldn't get too used to coming off of the stage, though, Joanne. And here we are.
2: <laughs> Five years later
0: in this circle that's making some people uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Because I knew that if I was going to come here and I was going to lead this community, I needed to be my authentic self, who I really was. How many times do we go about our lives and our days questioning, guys? I wonder what Elizabeth wants me to show up like today because I need to show up and be that for her. I don't want to fail her. What does my job expect me to be? Let me let me get clear about that because that's what I need to be. What is this friendship requiring me to be? What is it that they want from me so I can show up and be that? How many times do we do that rather than asking the question, who am I authentically? And what would happen if I showed up in this moment and stared Myself as I authentically am with the world. How much different would that be? And what would it require of me? What does it require of you to show up and be vulnerable and be yourself? What does it require? It does require vulnerability. What else? Courage and faith. Right? Willingness, willingness to be uncomfortable, willingness to stretch, willingness to grow. This is the art of sharing, not showing up and saying what we think people want to hear, but showing up in who we are. So part of my path is to get really clear that when I'm showing up that there are Three things that it's my intention to be in that moment. I don't always get it right. I'll just say that right away. But three things. Number one, is I have to be honest. I have to speak my truth. Is it always easy for you and I to speak our truth? Sometimes it's the hardest thing in the world. But I have to be honest. I have to be humble. I have to show up. In humility, there are some who might come to our center and hear us talking about, you know, I'm the Christ. I've said this. I'm the Christ, and so are you. And for some people, they might walk away going, wow, that's pretty egotistical of that church. Did you know that they're calling themselves the Christ? As though it's an ego thing. And it is so not. Anybody ever give themselves, surrender to the divine and say, okay, here I am, what would you have me do? And what you hear is like the last thing in the world you want to do. Anything but that. But with humility, we move ourselves out of the way and we say, yes, yes, God, I'll do that. We have to be humble. Humble. And the third thing that I take on is that I have to be open-hearted. I have to keep my heart open. I have to not be in defense. And when I can take on those three things, I can then show up in my authentic self. And so we have an opportunity in community to practice that, to practice showing up authentically with each other. That means that there are likely times within community that you might feel uncomfortable. Either sharing yourself in that way or having someone else share with you in that way, right? Are you willing to be uncomfortable?
2: Not so sure. Well,
0: it sounds like you might need to practice that. So, one of the things that I want to share with you is that we are doing our fall book study, right? And one of the things that we do in fall book study, it can be hard. It can be hard showing up and sharing authentically when you come into this group and maybe there's 100 people here and that feels uncomfortable. It's hard for me to be authentic in that large of a group. But our fall book studies provide an opportunity for you to connect in small groups, 8 to 10 people. And you get an opportunity to show up and to share yourself in a very real way, in an authentic way, in a place that it is safe and sacred to do that. And this year, our book is a book written by Panache Desai called Discovering Your Soul Signature. So if you have not before participated in a small book study, through our fall program, I want to encourage you to consider doing so this year. And those of you who have, I know you're already convinced because you've experienced the transformative power of that. So we have our table set up in the back after service today. You could go find a group, and we've added a couple of groups. We didn't have a Friday group last week, but we do this week. We have an online group that Kate is doing through Facebook. So if you don't want to get into a group, do that. But get involved so that you can share yourself authentically. Share your ideas. Share your experiences. Get comfortable doing that with one another so that when you go out in the world and you've got people who are against you, you will have the courage and the confidence to speak it out.
2: Because you'll have gotten really
0: clear with yourself. So that is my commercial for fall program. I also want to point out, so that's that area. I feel like Vanna White now. And this is this area, the wall of abundance. So our YOUers, who this year, there were two of them, who had never been to Fall Rally before, went to Fall Rally, came back so on fire from that Fall Rally that they decided what they want to do next year is to go to the International YOU Conference at Unity Village, but of course it requires money to do that, and so one of the ideas that they had was to create this wall of abundance to support our youth and family ministry. And so you'll see there's envelopes that all the kids have decorated with numbers on it. They were from 1 to 200. Both of 1 and 200 are gone, but there's lots in between. And the intention is that you take an envelope and the amount that you would like to donate, put the money in there. It can go in the black box on the table, or you could do it through the square in the back of Unity Hall. But that is your invitation and opportunity to support our youth. All right. Now you probably still need to practice. The fall program doesn't start until September 29th, and that's just too long to wait. So, we have a practice in your bulletin this week once more. I'm going to invite you to, to open up your bulletin. You'll see it right there on the front, exploring our circle of community, expanding. And it's a spiritual practice there. This week, pay attention to how you show up in conversation. Choose to speak honestly, with humility. And with an open heart, you have the courage to speak your truth in love. Just like Smitty had the courage to speak his truth in love. Just like Bonnie and Michelle and Sandy had the courage to speak their truth in love today. You never know in your sharing how you will impact a life. Are you willing to do that with me this week? Are you willing to do that with me this week? All right. That was better. One more time. Are you willing to do that with me this week? Excellent. Let's go change the world. Thank you, and God bless.